0: But this morning, the message the Lord brought to us, or gave to, gave for us to share together, is about the church. Someone say the church. The church, and that the church is prophetic. Someone say the church. The church is is prophetic. Prophetic. First, when we say the church, we are talking about the called out ones, you and me. Say we. Are the called, called out ones. The Greek word is ecclesia. It ekklesia. means to be called. Remember, many are called, but few are chosen. Those of us who have responded to the Father's love and have embraced the gospel and have confessed Jesus as our Lord, though we may look the same on the outside, something has happened on the inside of us that has qualified us. I'm using that word in quote, qualified us to become the tabernacles of the Holy Spirit, such that you and me, think about it, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. That's the Father's love, hallelujah. It's so great a love, you have no idea what that means for God to put himself in us. So we have become members of Christ's body, of his flesh, and of his bones, and Jesus calls us his church. Someone say his church. Before the epistles of the New Testament were written, I'm talking about the letters that the apostles wrote to the various churches, the first person who ever used the word church was Jesus himself. Ever before the church was introduced on the day of Pentecost, he said, I will build my church, my called out ones, and the gaze of hell shall not prevail against it. But I'm saying the church is prophetic for a reason. In the year 2018, we declared that year the year of the prophetic. And we said so many things about the year of the prophetic. Number one was that the prophetic has to do with the will of God. Someone say the will of God. The prophetic has to do with the manifestation, the revelation, the knowing of the will of God. So, when I say the church is prophetic, simply what I mean is that the church, which is not the building, but you and me, we are the revelation, the manifestation. We are supposed to make known the will of God. The will of God is to be known by us. First, you are to know the will of God for yourself. Number two, you are supposed to be the manifestation, the revelation, the unveiling of the will of God. If somebody wants to know the will of God, he must be able to come to you and find that will. Are you there? Amen. Can I say that again? If somebody, there are so many people out there who are blind, the Bible says so, they are, they are blind in their minds. They are blind in their hearts. You can comfortably sit down, or just in case, okay, you, you can sit down. I I don't want you to stress yourself apart from the one who is at the gate there. Just comfortably sit down in case there's anything, then you can, so that you don't stress yourself so much. Okay, yes. You're okay? All right. Numbers chapter 11. Numbers 11. Turn your Bibles with me to Numbers chapter 11. I want to show you something that Moses said, which has become a reality. In Christ Jesus, in Numbers eleven, verses twenty-four through twenty-nine, we find the weight of the work becoming so heavy on Moses, and Moses was overburdened. So God told him that choose among you seventy people upon whom I will put my spirit. In fact, God was going to take of the spirit that was upon Moses and put upon the seventy. God didn't say, I'm going to create another spirit. The same spirit that is on you, I'm going to take of it and put it on these 70 so that they can bear the burden with you. But something happened and that is where we are going to verse 24 of Numbers 11. The Bible says, so Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people And placed them around the tabernacle. Verse 25. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took of the spirit that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied. Someone say they prophesied. Although they never did so again. Verse 26. But two men had remained in the camp, meaning that it was sixty-eight who were around the tabernacle who prophesied. Two men had remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad, and the name of the other Medad. And the spirit rested upon them. Now they were among those listed; that is, they were among the seventy, but who had not gone out to the tabernacle yet. They prophesied in the camp. That's 27. And a young man ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Midad are prophesying in the camp. 28. So Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, one of his choice men, answered and said, Moses my Lord, forbid them. Did you hear that? 29. Then Moses said to him, Moses is talking to his assistant. Remember this, is the one who took over. He needed to know this so that he will not hijack the grace when it finally came upon him. So, Moses as a mature leader told Joshua, he said, Are you zealous for my sake? Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit Upon them. Let me read from the King James. I, I'm used to the King James expression of this verse. It says, and Moses said unto, unto him, Envious thou for my sake, would God that all the lost people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Look at yeah. Moses's wish. Moses said that, Joshua, don't be envious jealous or zealous for my sake. This one is not about whether two are not around the technical and yet they are prophesying. I wish that all of God's people were prophets. And that God will put his spirit upon every one of his people. Amen. Do you know this is the beauty of being in Christ Jesus. Do you know that that wish of Moses has been I didn't say it's going to be, has been completely fulfilled in Christ Jesus. That is why I said the church is prophetic. I could have said the church is made up of prophets. But that would be like, where are you going? That's why I just simplified it. The church is prophetic. What does that mean? It means that Moses' wish has become a reality in Christ Jesus. I want to encourage every one of us who are, who hasn't started. Anyone who hasn't started reading your Bible yet, I, I told you from some from some time ago that learn to have a plan. I use a plan. I use the plan of Rhapsody of Realities by Pastor Chris Oyakhilome. There's they a one year Bible I mean reading plan, and then a two year you know reading plan, whichever one that is comfortable for you. But I use the one year one. And I think this morning, I've gone into Matthew 26 something and then Exodus 36 and 37 or so. But the beauty about the scriptures is that you will never know it all. You think that you've read the scriptures, so you're okay. The more you read the scriptures, the more you see things you've never seen. That makes the word of God different from every other literature material. Are you there? Yes, Lord. Why am I bringing this? I was reading my Bible somewhere in Exodus, early Exodus. And I saw that God said, I will make you. He was telling the Israelites, after I've brought you out of Egypt, I will make you a royal priesthood and a a holy nation and a peculiar people. I said, wow. Wow. Look at God giving a promise in Exodus. But in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, Peter says, Ye are, you are not going to be, you are a, a what? You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. So what God has promised in the Old Testament, as you read the New Testament, you appreciate it better you realize that all of them have been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. So 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 says, For all the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yea, and in him, amen, to the glory of God by us. Oh, someone say "Oh." oh. So don't say that, oh, I'm in the New Testament, so I don't need the Old Testament. There's so much to learn. One day I was reading the Old Testament and I caught something. I said, hey, this is it. The people had moved from... Egypt, through the wilderness, through the Red Sea, and then they got to a place. They were tested They started murmuring. That was the first time they started murmuring, looking for water. And the water body that they met, the Bible says, was bitter. It was called Marah because the waters were bitter. I thought God was going to tell Moses to speak to the river body so that it will become sweet. Do you know what God did? I love it. I read, the Bible says, and God showed Moses a tree that he should cut the branch thereof and put into the water. And when Moses did, the waters became sweet. I said, hey, God was the first herbalist. How was the first revelation I got. I said, God was the first. Listen, if you thought that you know how to, you know, take materials from the earth and utilize it for your body, God knows it better. What am I saying? There is nothing that people practice in this earth that you will not find in Scripture. Learn to read the Scriptures. You'll be amazed at the revelation that you will get. So don't say that I am a spirit person. So there's a wound and you won't treat it. And they say, "Hey, when I say blood stop, blood stop, you will bleed till we carry you to Hallelujah." There's a place where God will say, "Take a tree, catch the branch, put it in water." One time, Jesus Christ rose somebody from the dead. I hope you know that. He raised somebody from the dead. And then, after that, the Bible says, he told them, go and give him food to eat. It's a place for food. That's not my message. Hallelujah. Someone said, the church is prophetic. The church is prophetic. So, Moses had a wish. And that wish has been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. In other words, it is the will of God that you and me will be prophetic Meaning, we will become the revelation, the manifestation, the unveiling of his will. So how can you and I, who must reveal God's will, not know the will of God for ourselves? Are you there? Yes. There is nobody who knows it all. There is nobody on this planet earth who, who can say he has all the fullness of God's knowledge. That is why God didn't Create one person as the body, he made us members of his body. So, if the knowledge is not with Pastor Shawa, it will be with Brother Peter or Mr. Boatin or you understand, Brother Yagira. He God puts various knowledge in all of us. So, when we come together as an assembly, we manifest, we reveal the will of God is here and there, and that is what the church is. We are prophetic, hallelujah, amen. Why this message? This is the year of great awakening because God wants us to function. In our highest capacity, not as people who are always looking for God's will, but people who know the will of God and go out there to, to, to become the pathfinders for others. I hope you know pathfinder. That you will find a path for others. You will direct people. When people come to you and you give them counsel, it is like God has spoken because the counsel is sound and it's the will of God. That is the church. This is the year of great awakening. I sense in my spirit that God wants us to come to that place where we are conscious of the Father. We were created to know and to reveal God's will. Turn, to me, turn with me to 1 Corinthians 2. I'll show you something there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We were created to know and to reveal the will of God. That's who we are. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I feel like singing, I'm telling you. 1 Corinthians 2, 11 and 12. For what man, verse 11, knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. I thought the scripture would have ended there. Then we would have always given the excuse that I don't know the things of God because it's only the Spirit of God that knows the things of God. But Scripture didn't stop there. Verse twelve reveals something greater. Verse twelve says, "Now," someone say, "Now." "Now," that is in Christ Jesus. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. The spirit of the world is the spirit of blindness. They can't see. They can't perceive. They can't understand. They are blind. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Now, even before the spirit of God, in other words, spirit is that which knows whether the human spirit the Holy Spirit, or even an evil spirit. That is why we have spirits called familiar spirits. They have been around, and they are familiar with all the family background. So, those who worship idols, Bible says they worship devils, they worship demons, and such demons can intrude into their circumstances and give certain knowledge. That is true because those spirits know they are familiar. Even if they are not familiar, spirits know. So, since they are spirit beings, they know and they can pass through a certain medium and make some knowledge available. However, however, because it is not the Holy Spirit, there are consequences. Are you there? But man, as a person who created spirits, having a soul living in the body, your spirit is that which knows. Can I say that again? Say, my spirit spirit is that that which which knows. There's a conflict here. Oftentimes, our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions can conflict with the knowledge in our spirit, especially when your spirit is not in tune with the spirit of God. Oftentimes, we equate our own mind with the mind of the spirit. Our own will you know, we equate it to the will of God. Sometimes there is somebody who asks, how do I know the difference? That is why I started by saying that learn to read the word of God because the word of God is the will of God. The word of God will educate and condition your spirit. such that any other thing that is not from God, you will know that this is wrong. I said some years ago when this church started, when I say years ago, about two or three, I mean, September 2017 or 2018 i said that god will always regulate our joy and our peace which are in our spirit he will regulate your joy and your peace depending on where you are in the will of god so if you're out of the will of god the word of god if it's in your heart he will use the word of god in your heart to disturb your spirit so you will not be at peace you will not be at joy i mean you'll not be in joy your joy will be taken away your peace will be taken away you cannot you cannot sing to the Lord when your peace is taken away. You cannot tell him, Father, I love you. When you want to get up, the whole world, you, you will feel like you are carrying the whole world on your head because you are out of the wheel of God. Are you there? Yes, Lord. I'm just telling you how prophetic we are. Many times you say, I didn't know. You lie, you knew it. Because that feeling alone you were feeling, that guilt alone you were having on your head was proof that God was saying, Don't go there. It's a no-go area, but you didn't listen. You were waiting for a trumpet to blow. Then the heavens will open and an angel will appear with some beard, long beard to tell you that God says, go here, go there. God doesn't operate like that all the time. I'm not saying he cannot operate like that, but he does not operate like that all the time. He lives in our spirit. So he talks in our spirit. Even the one that is not born again, if the person is careful, he can know, she can know. There are so many people like that. Are you there? Because the spirit, the Greek word is pneuma. The, the Hebrew word is ruach. The spirit is that which was created to know. But here is the beauty of our spirits. Our spirits were not only recreated. Now God put his spirit in our spirit. Bible says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So he has, he has put his spirit in our spirit. Why? Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2.12 Now we have received not the spirit that is of the world or from the world, the spirit of blindness, but the spirit who is from God that we might go." In other words, we might have the Revelation. We may not know it or he didn't say epignosal. Epignosal is full knowledge but definitely at every given time the spirit of God will make you know what you need to know. That is gignosal. That is revelation knowledge needed at a particular time. The spirit of God. He will make you know at every given time we are supposed to know the will of God and walk in it. You see, the difference between Moses and the children that followed him, the people of Israel, was the Bible says he made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. Moses knew the ways of God because the Spirit of God was upon him and in him. And this is what Moses wished that all of God's people will have. And it has become a reality in Christ Jesus. Are we not blessed? We are blessed. We are. That is why we must take advantage of the dispensation we live in and do better. And the people of old. If you were a child of God and you are still behaving like the people that followed Moses. Complaining, murmuring, wondering whether God cares. That means you don't even know the Christ. You don't even know him yet. You don't know his love yet. You don't know his love yet. Let me tell you something. Sometimes we say that the law, you know, was this. But as I read the Old Testament, I found something. I saw God saying that I am a gracious God. Compassionate. I'm like, are these words are in the Old Testament? Why do we think that God was not gracious under the old covenant? It was because the people themselves were stiff-necked and they were stubborn. So they didn't know the love of the father. God was love from the beginning, but because they were stubborn, they could not know the love of the father. But God has taken away that stony heart. And now he has put a new heart in us. He has put a spirit in us that we may know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Freely. Someone say freely. Freely. So when you get up in the morning, as a prophetic person, you shouldn't say that God, I don't know what is going to happen to me. Ah, it is a wrong way to live. And it's a wrong approach to life. You don't get up in the morning, I don't know how my life is going to be like. I don't know. I don't know. A child of God should not talk like I don't know. You tell yourself Father, I thank you that I was created to know. I thank you when you get up in the day I thank you that I was created to know to understand your will to walk in your will and therefore I know that my steps are ordered in the direction of your will today did you hear that that's the way to pray function with God don't function with your own mind your mind can mislead you Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. How do you acknowledge him? Father I thank you that I was created to know that my spirit will know the will of God. And above all, you have even given me your spirit that I might know the things that have been freely given to me by God. Therefore, as I go out, I will not miss out on your will. Have you seen how you are positioning yourself? You are talking the way you should go and you will go in that direction because everybody will go in the direction of his or her words. Your words, your tongue is the steering wheel of your life. You will never go this way if your words pointed you that way. Never hallelujah amen what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him in other words nobody knows you better than yourself can I say that again nobody knows you you know sometimes when we we we, we make a mistake do you know the mistake we make sometimes we almost worship God's leaders like we We lavish so much love, respect on them that, you know, it is as if we are giving the worship that belongs to God to the men and the women of God. And such men and women, if they have have God's fear in their heart, will always tell themselves that, see, if you know that I don't deserve this, you will not give me this love. You will not give me this respect. Are you there? Because... You know yourself better than any other person. Maybe the one you are worshipping, he he is carrying guilt on his head. That is even weighing him down or weighing her down. And at that level, I'm not saying we shouldn't give respect to our leaders. We should, of course. But there's a place where only God knows what is in our hearts and in our thoughts. Hallelujah. I find something very interesting. I can mention it briefly. I I find something very interesting. Look at what I'm communicating. I never wrote down anything that I'm saying on paper, apart from the scriptures that God gave me. Is that okay? And I'm not saying this out of pride. I'm saying this out of the revelation I'm sharing with you. If God wants to give me a message, and as I fellowship with him, everybody must learn. That is why we are going back to the Father's love. That's why we are Going to fall in love with God again. I'm telling you, that's that's the theme for our third anniversary. Falling in love with God again. We must learn to give God his place in love, in affection, in, in intimacy, in intercourse. Throughout eternity, it's going to be an intercourse of knowledge. The more you know him, the more you would want to know him and love him throughout eternity, I'm telling you. And it has started from this side of eternity until we cross to the other side. And throughout eternity, trillions and millions of years, we will be in love with the Father in that intercourse, in that intimacy. The more we know him, the more we want to know him. What am I saying? So, Pam my understanding of how God operates, I'm not against putting down your message because everybody and what he wants to, you know, recollect. But what God does with some of us is that if he gives me the theme, I can find the scriptures. Sometimes he can give me the scriptures and I can find the theme. Sometimes he does not even give me scripture nor theme. I just know that is where God is going. And as I pray and as I fellowship, the the, the nitty gritties will drop. And that is the same way by which I minister one on one. For instance, you have seen me in the last number of years when we come to church. And I particularly get interested in people who have never been here before. You understand? Auntie Amelia is here for the first time, but I know her elsewhere. Before, you know, she came around. So, if I call and say some things, it may be from knowledge and not word of knowledge. But I... I, I, The prophetic anointing is... is attracted towards people that are not known. I mean, people that you've never met before. I ask myself a question. That if I can call somebody I have never met before, and by the Spirit, and the Spirit's knowing... I can start telling the person A, B, C. Do you think that when we come to church and what I'm sharing with you, do you think that it will not be the same, will it not be in the same vein by which God is communicating? In other words, I do not come and communicate over people's ears. It is what the people need that the Spirit of God will make me know and minister. Amen. What I'm trying to say is that what I'm ministering now is what the Spirit of God wants us to know. Become prophetic. Hallelujah. Let your choices be prophetic. Let your decisions be prophetic. Let your marriage be prophetic. Hallelujah. Amen. Let your business be prophetic. Don't go and choose a business just because you saw another brother going into that business. Choose a business that you know that this one, it is God who has put in my heart to go into. Invest prophetically. Say my life. My life is prophetic. Is prophetic. The church, the church is, prophetic. is prophetic unless you are not a member of the church. If you are not a member of the church, and by that you are not born again, I'm not talking about a member of IPR, I'm talking about the body of Christ. If you are not a member, then your life will be in disarray, you will be in darkness, groping in darkness, wondering what next to do. That is why you put your life on a jackpot. You try, you know, you try. Some people are trying. But they don't know that life, live on trial and error, can leave you into perpetual error and you may never come back into, into light again. That is why you must trust Jesus. You must believe in Jesus. Receive his spirit and his spirit, his spirit in you will ignite your spirit. The Bible said, the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. And it searches all the inward parts of the belly. What does that mean? Your spirit searches. Your spirit, even your spirit, it searches. You know, I've said this in that I'm mean, in one of our teachings before in Romans eight. Bible says well, um, um, he says that. Romans 8, it says that, likewise, the spirit also heals our infirmities, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts, I've asked that question about four or five times in this house, knows what is the mind of the spirit, because the spirit makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And I ask that question, can I ask it again? He that searches the hearts, who is the one that searches the hearts? Jesus. Can I hear you? Which spirit, the Holy Spirit. I love that, Mr. Allah. He has answered it correctly this time because I know he said it some so many years ago that it was the Holy Spirit, but this time he said it is your spirit. He that searches the heart, it's your spirit. When you are praying, your spirit is searching. Especially when you are praying in tongues. Don't leave your mind ajar. Because your spirit will be searching like a candle. Searching for the answers. What am I dealing with? What am I handling? And as you search and search and search. When you get it, the Holy Spirit will put what you have found on your mind. So it comes as photographs on your mind. That is why when you are praying in tongues, you don't leave your mind ajar. Because you will be praying the spirit, though you understand is unfruitful. But ultimately, God wants you to know. And what you know in your spirit must agree with what he puts on your mind. Am I communicating? Yes, Lord. I know I may not be able to exhaust this subject, but all I'm saying to us is that the church is prophetic. Prophetic. We know. Though we may not know it all, but we know in part, and yet we know. We know. When we come to church, you should be able to sense that this brother is going home and he has nothing to eat. So, you put money in his pocket and go back and find food to eat. You should know. Am I communicating? You should be able to sense the emotional head of people who come around you. The church is prophetic. We are not doing a social club, this is church. The called out once. We are peculiar. We are a royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people. Called to show forth the praises of Him who has called us out of darkness. Into his marvelous light. Listen. If we live in his marvelous light. And Bible says in his light we shall see light. How are we living in the marvelous light and we can't see? That is why it's strange when somebody says that Ah. They went to tell the preacher about myself and the preacher is not talking about me. It's very strange. I found that as childishness. Yeah. I found that as childishness because it means that you don't know who you are. You don't even know. Ah, The man that will call newcomers and talk to them about things that they have never shared with him. If he comes to preach and he said that somebody came to share about you, that's childishness. But that's another subject for another day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I'll show you some scriptures one day, not even next week, one day, how God wants us to, you know, build ourselves. But let me end today's message with First Timothy chapter 3. First Timothy 3. The church is prophetic. I want us to become prophetic. Paul Moses' wish is my wish as well. I'm telling you. Because we have already become. So it shouldn't even be a wish. But I pray that we who have become, we should walk in this consciousness. Tell us, that I am prophetic. I will not make any wrong choice any longer. I will not take the wrong decision any longer. Because my life is the unfolding, the revelation, the administration of the will of God. That should be your life. I pray that from today, every step you take, every step, every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart and I give you my soul and I live for you alone every breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Lord have your way, Lord have yeah. One more time, I give you my heart. Lord, Lord I give, give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you my soul I leave. I leave. Have your way in me, Lord Jesus, Lord, I your way. One more time, say Lord, I give you, I give you, I give you, I give you, under the resplandious, Maria Borobo Savandura. I live, I live for you. Hello, every breath that I take. Every moment I'm awake. Have you waited? Really oh, I give you my heart. I give I you my, give my you heart. Love. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. From the depths of my heart, I live for you alone. Leave I live for love. you alone. Every breath, every breath I, every breath I, I, breath that I take, every moment. I pray that we will come to that realization that Moses' wish has been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Amen. That you become prophetic. I pray. Some of us must have made some wrong decisions already. And taking some Wrong decisions already made some wrong choices in life already. However, in Christ Jesus, He can perfect that is the essence of church. He has given apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to perfect the saints. So so long as there is room for perfection, even your mistake shall become a miracle. Amen. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, Please. to them who are the cause yes, according to his purpose. Yes, Lord. That is why a child of god can never be disadvantaged even your mistake if you still love god he will turn it around for your good haven't you realized that some of the mistakes that you made has drawn you closer to god you are broken in heart you just know that you can no longer trust in yourself but you can trust in the living god you can trust in the living god so that you will no longer become self-confident but God, confident. Jeez. Confident in God. Amen. If that mistake had not come, maybe by now I would have been worshipping you because you are the impeccable. What word is that? There is a word they use for... There's a word they use for the papacy. There's a word. Infallible. You become the impeccable, infallible Idol worship. We should worship you. But God allowed that mistake so that you'll be humble. So that you know that hey, it's not about you. It's about the one who laid his life down for us and died for us. Let's give him his worship. Hallelujah. Amen. He alone deserves the Amen. worship. First Timothy 3. Let me end with that. Verses 14 and 15. Listen to how God describes the church here. It's a beautiful picture in the Bible. Apostle Paul writes he says these things I write to you Though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I'm delayed, I write, so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Somebody say amen. Amen. I wanted to get a picture here. He is giving us a picture of what the church is. He says that that you may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God. Automatically, what comes into your mind is this tabernacle. But do you know that we, as an assembly, we are the house. We house God. Say, we. We house God. House God. Hmm. Isn't it so deep? Very deep. To tell you that he was not talking about building, but the gathering of the saints, the called out ones. He says that you may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God. Comma, then he said the church, not of the dead God, but of the living God. The called out ones. The house of God is the called out ones of the living God. That's the house of God. So when we gather together like this, we are housed by a tabernacle, but we are the house of God. You know, there's a song we used to sing. A very beautiful song. But I know that many people have gotten it wrongly. Anytime we're talking about a house, we are referring to the building. But actually, you know, it's, it's us. I wish I could get that song. Talking about the house of God. That he should put his spirit in his house. It's, it's us, not the building. Hallelujah. Amen. That you may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, the church of the living God. Then he went further to say, which is the pillar? Is that the pillar? Yeah. A pillar yeah. and ground of the truth. Yeah. Hey, it's not too deep. Builders, where are you? What is he talking about when he said pillar? Is he talking about columns? Pastor Shabo? columns and ground has to do with the foundation. So the church, you and I, we are the pillar and the ground. Of the truth. Listen. The world. Will never be better. Without a church. Amen. For it is the truth. That you shall know. That shall make you free. And he says we are the. Pillar and the ground. Of the truth. We are the ones that hold. What is truth? Truth is reality. Truth is the manifestation of the will of god we are the people that reveal the will of god we are the columns and the foundation for truth the church we are not ordinary beings that's why i said the church is prophetic if you see the church you have seen the manifestation of the will of god jesus that is why he wants us to get back to his love so that we will appreciate the love of the father and know that no matter what comes our way we can still love him hallelujah amen we can still love him. Can I kind of lift your hands? I don't know about you, but we are the gr- we are the pillar and the ground of the truth. Pillar, meaning that you will never fall down. I think they sang a song today. You are the pillar that holds my life, and we are also the pillar and the ground of the truth. When the pillar leans against the pillar, can it fall? Oh. We will never fall oh yes can you lift your hands and tell God I don't know what you want to tell him tell him father I thank you for making me prophetic after today's message I'll come to church and hand over the microphone because it's your spirit that knows God will give you revelation as you walk to people and you will tell them about the things that God has made you known and everybody can do it because it's our spirit apart from the gifts of word of knowledge, word of wisdom descend of spirits it's your spirit that is created to know so even without the gifts you can still know, hallelujah Amen. what a calling, can you lift your hands and thank God for this grace, we have been ushered into something that Moses wished was for all of God's people but thank God in Christ, it has become a reality it has become a possibility we are the pillar and the ground of the truth can you lift your hands and thank God for this grace